You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also download us and listen when you want to listen to anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It is 4.09 here in the studio, 74 degrees with rain and clouds in our area. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, my friend Angelo from Madisonville with a short story. Angelo. Hey, what's up, Rob? How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Oh, good. How was your weekend? Nice, nice. Nice. I got a little story that I read, and I thought maybe your listeners, and I know Lorraine would like it. I just would like to just, it's short. Uh, if you allow me to, I sure, would read it to you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, a dog had followed his young owner to, to the school. His owner was in the fourth grade at a public elementary school. However, when the bell rang, the dog went inside the building and made it all the way to the child's classroom. Before the teacher noticed uh, everything and shooed him outside, he, he, uh, he said, okay, the dog can't be in here. So uh, she put the dog outside, closed the doors behind him. The dog sat down there, and he was whimpering, and, and uh, he stared at the closed doors. And he was, he was all, you know, he was whimpering and, clo- and staring at the doors. Then God appeared beside the dog, patted his head, and said, don't feel bad, fella. They, they won't let me in either. And I, I thought that the kids would, would enjoy that and, and people that are reading that. I know Lorraine likes to write stories and, and poems, you know. Yeah. So I, it, it, it proves my point. Like, uh, uh, you know, people are thinking about God more these days, but they did take God out of the schools. And no matter what, you know, like uh, the people are shooting people, 17-year-old people are shooting people. You know, the the first step is to get God back in the classrooms, and and uh, you know, the, things have to change. It has to get better. It can't get any worse. I mean, it has to change. You teach kids when they're young, respect, and and, and you know, to have courtesy and and get God in their lives. I, I mean, uh, you know, there's all kinds of religions, but there's only one God. So I mean I'm not I'm not a priest I'm not Jesus I'm not God and I ain't a preacher, but I thought maybe you know you'd enjoy that little story there, Rob. Oh, of course, of course I do, and I, I think we could all use a little more religion in our lives, regardless of of which uh, you know denomination or, or whatever you serve. Uh, it's up for up to the individual, but I think we all could use a little more of it wherever you get it from. That's right, man. Uh, you know, like uh, and. Uh, I, I encourage people to, you know, you know, st- go out and vote. Go out and vote and, and start changing these laws. Uh, start talking to your congressmen and senators. Uh, if you're not happy what's going on in schools or in, in government or in your area, you you got to go out and vote. You have to get, you know, involved. You can't just sit there and, you know, it's okay to listen to the radio because I listen to it, but you got to get involved. That you just have to. And uh, thanks for your show. Great show. And uh, that's my story, buddy. <laughs> and you're sticking to it, right? Yes, sir. All right, Angelo, yes, you have a great Monday. Hopefully your week's good. Okay, you too, buddy. Thank Take you, care. my friend. Uh, you know, we were talking about the uh, the the concerted effort 
for division, the concerted effort to sow controversy, the concerted effort. And I said there would be a couple more stories to this. And this is one of the stories I ended up taking on the Daily News this weekend, uh, the New York Daily News, because, uh, and this is a story out of Ohio. And it just goes to show you, you know, where, where they're headed with this type of thing, that they, they simply want, they, they, they take you and us for fools. Because they know people don't read through the whole story. And, and I'm going to, unfortunately, read through the whole story for you because I, I want you to see what's going on firsthand. And, and this is, there's stories after stories after stories like this. And you really cannot take anything at face value. Even if you read it with your own eyes, you need to get the different perspectives that I talk about all the time. So here's the headline. Pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting fatally shot by Ohio police officer. I read that, as you would say, oh, my God, you know, Ohio police shot someone for shoplifting. And with all the smash and grabs, with all the free-for-alls and taking stuff, you know, you're like, wow. I mean, this, I mean, you just say to yourself, even me as, as, as a three decades in law enforcement, you, you can't, oh, my God. That, that was my first take reading this. Pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting, fatally shot by Ohio, Ohio police officer. So after I, you know, I, I said to my own, this, this can't be good. This is, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Let me, let me, you know, read more into it. And this is coming from the same story. This is, this is from this, that, that's the headline, but here's the story. A police officer fatally shot a pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting in the parking lot of an Ohio grocery store, according to a statement from authorities. The Franklin County coroner's officers identified the victim as 21 year old Takinya Young. On Friday, a day after the deadly confrontation unfolded outside of a Kroger in Westerville. Officers with Blendon Township Police Department were initially called to a parking lot to help a driver who was locked out of their car. The Columbus Dispatch reported around 6.54 p.m. They were approached by a store employee who told them Young had just stolen several bottles of liquor. Okay, so the police officers are there helping someone who was locked out of their vehicle. Store employee comes up to them and says, hey, this woman just stole several bottles of liquor. This is it 645 at night in Ohio? Young was inside a four-door Lexus sedan that did not have license plates and was illegally parked in a handicapped spot, according to Blanton Township Police Chief John Belford. One officer went to the driver's side window to address her while the others stood in front of the vehicle. Despite being ordered to get out of the car more than a dozen times, she refused to do so, Belford said. The woman put her car in gear and accelerated forward. The officer, who was directly in the path of the oncoming car, fired one shot through the front windshield. Belford said, There is body cam video that the department plans to release as soon as the necessary legal redactions can be made. The car kept moving, and the officer ran after it for about 50 feet and then came to a stop on the sidewalk outside the store, he said. Young was taken to Mount Carmel St. Anne's Hospital, where she died. According to her family, she was pregnant with her third child, a girl, and was due to give birth in November. She also has two sons, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Does that story sound anything like the headline? Pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting fatally shot in the Ohio by a Ohio police officer. A, the police were there for a different reason. 
They're told by a store employee that this woman stole seven bottles of liquor. They approach the vehicle. She's in the vehicle. So it's even questionable if the officer in front of the vehicle even saw that she was pregnant. And then she tries to run him down with the car. And he used deadly force to confront deadly force and fired one shot through the windshield. So she wasn't a pregnant woman who was shot for shoplifting. She was a pregnant woman who happened to shoplift who tried to run over a police officer who probably didn't know she was pregnant at the time anyway, nor does that matter. But this, these are the type of stories that are out there. These are the type of sensationalists sowing division and hatred because you're going to read this the same as I did. One of the most staunchest supporters of law enforcement probably in the country. I read this and I said, oh, my God, I can't believe that an officer did this. So what do you think the people who don't like the police are going to say? They're going to get past that headline and stop. And they're going to see, that. oh, did you see the police in Ohio shot this pregnant woman for shoplifting? Oh, my God. And then it goes from there. And now you got the whole hate the police thing. You got everything else that goes on. And you got the politicians who jump on it. I'm surprised there's not a racial angle in this yet. But we'll see if the officers were probably black, too, or could have been. Because that it would have said that in there. White officer shoots black woman for shoplifting. We need to do better. We need to demand better as society. If you are subscribing to these entities, and this is the garbage they are putting out. This isn't news. There is nothing in that headline that even remotely shows the story. Pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting, fatally shot by Ohio police officer. I mean, technically, you know, without the kind of redactions in the middle of the truth of why they use deadly force, that she tried to run them over, that she was already in her car when the police got there and probably didn't even realize she was pregnant. These are the things facing not only law enforcement, they're facing you and I with these this this concerted effort to cause chaos in America. They like the America where they're at, we're at each other's throats. Politicians, our media, it sells. It keeps them in business. We need to say enough's enough. And if they don't, we need to tune them out. Put them on notice. Listen, if this is the garbage you're going to put out there, daily news, then I want nothing to do with it. Or there's going to be people like me out there who will find something like this, call it out on social media, and call them the garbage entity that they are. Not that the the New York Daily News' reputation could probably go down any further. But this is just, this is yelling fire in a theater. You have a nation that is divided by a hair right now, waiting for that tinderbox to drop. And this is the garbage they're putting out there as far as, you know, anti-police rhetoric. And then you have the garbage with the racial stance to try and turn us at each other's throats. And unless we hold them accountable, unless we say no, we will not support this anymore. Unless you read this garbage and want to run with it. This gives you your, your 
reaffirmation to go out and say, oh, look, the police are bad. They shot this pregnant woman for shoplifting. When it couldn't be further from the truth, they shot her for trying to kill them, running them over. Yes, it's a tragedy. Anytime deadly force, even when it's justified, is used as a tragedy for someone. It's a tragedy for this woman's other kids, young kids who had nothing to do with the mother's criminal activity. Her choice to try and run over a police officer. Yes, it's a tragedy to them and the rest of her family. It's a tragedy to her that she couldn't correct her ways to be there for her children. doesn't mean the officers are wrong. It doesn't mean the New York City Daily News has to come out and try and turn anyone who reads this against law enforcement with their shoddy headlines nonsense. And you know how many levels this headline has to go through? There's the writer. There's the editor. There's the senior editor. There's the senior uh, digital editor that this all goes through. And they all made the conscious decision to say, yes, this is the headline we want to put out there. We want to make it seem like the police did something egregious here, and we're going to write the headline even though there's all evidence that shows they didn't. Not only is there evidence that they says they didn't, there's video that says they didn't. We need to do better. We need to do better or we get worse. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is four, almost 428 here at the station, 74 degrees. The cartoon characters are out in force today on the text message. You know, those text testosterone or whatever you want to call it. I love it. It's a... Uh, it's enjoying to say the least. You can call a text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh Karen from Duncanic on the media. Karen. Hello. Yes, Karen, you there? Yes, I am. Well, I want to talk to you about your last story you talked about. Go ahead. Okay, I thought that um three things. One, the paper said it exactly like it happened. She was pregnant. They said she was shoplifting. She was shot by a cop. Two, you yourself said that you were not sure of the facts, but you went ahead and went to this story anyway, although you were not sure of the facts, but you said it anyway. And three, what gives that cop the right to be judge, jury, and executioner? I mean, cops have to learn to put that freaking gun away, taser, move out of the way of the car. I mean, it would probably take one, two giant steps to get out of the car, out of the way of the car, and she'd be alive today and so would her baby. So I think what they did was, what the cops did was completely what cops have been have been accused of doing in the past because they won't stop doing it. I mean, I know a lot of good cops. Been around cops all my life. I know good cops. But I know bad cops, too. And obviously, this guy from Ohio was a bad cop. Really? Not just reading, uh, just me reading that part of the story, you've already made that determination, huh? Well, obviously, he murdered a woman in cold blood. In self-defense. No, no. Self-defense, my ass. That's an excuse. All huh. he had to do was move out of the way of the car. Right. Karen, how, how many years I mean, of police experience? How, how many, how many years of police experience? How many, years of police, how many years of police experience no. do you have, Karen? I have no years of police experience. How, what, what, police, what, police academy, what police academy experience. did you go to? Look, I understand. Shoot first, ask questions later. No, no, okay. No, no, no. You're not going to. Karen, Karen, you're a child. Stop it. Stop it. All right? You're a child. You're not going to come here and say, you want to have your opinion, say the cop was wrong. That's fine. Say that. You weren't there. I was there. There's body cam video. And to say I didn't have all the facts, I was reading you a news story. Obviously, you've already made your decision. And you know what? 
a grand jury will make the decision on this case, not you from wherever you are, Karen. Nor me. I read the story as it was there. Didn't say I didn't have all the information. I had the information that the story provided. But if a reasonable person can say pregnant woman suspected of shoplifting fatally shot by Ohio police officer tells the whole story of the headline here when, in fact, they approached the vehicle when she was already in her car, probably did not know she was pregnant. And even if they did, it doesn't matter. She, she tried to run them over. And for you to say, oh, he could have took two steps out of the way. Could he? What taser goes through a front windshield? Karen? Mace, go through a front windshield, baton. You're an expert on the use of force. Move over. You would have been more respectable if you would have called up and says, well, I don't see an issue with the story. Let a grand jury decide. Because that's the route that normal process goes anyway. And a grand jury will decide. And they will present the body cam footage. But I'm sorry, when someone tries to run you over... You are authorized to use deadly force. It's as simple as that. It's uh, 431 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's the point of the show where we honor our police officers across the uh, nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 69 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, three of them from here in Pennsylvania. Corporal Deborah Simpsons Rosario in 2021. Died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Served with the Philadelphia Police Department for 23 years and was assigned to the police training center. She survived by four children and ten grandchildren. Police Officer John Doherty, Philadelphia Police Department, 1928, was struck and killed by a trolley while directing traffic at the intersection of 29th Street and Lehigh Avenue. Police Officer William H. Paget. Chester City Police Department in 1917 was shot and killed when interceding between two men that were struggling with each other over possession of a revolver of 8th Street and Central Avenue. The gun discharged twice, killing officer and critically wounding one of the men. Those are our three from our area. Um, yeah, it, it's quite simple. You know what? Pregnant or not, there were choices here that needed to be made. The woman didn't have to steal. Didn't need to prepare her vehicle without license plates in attempt to commit a crime. Didn't need to refuse a dozen orders to get out of the car. Didn't need to put the car in drive and slam on the gas and direct it towards the police officer. But it's the police officer's fault for not jumping out of the way. We'll see. Well, that call left, uh, <laughs> that call lived up to her name now, didn't it? Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Lorraine. How are you doing, Lorraine? Hi, Rob. I, I'm calling to, um, it was nice of Angelo to mention my name while telling that story, which was very cute, which shows that he's thinking about me and it helps make my day. And in the meantime, um, I do have a little joke. Some of the people might have heard it. Maybe you did. I don't know, but Jake probably did. But it has to do with a elderly man. Uh, he was walking down the street, and he um, came upon a young boy sitting on the front porch on the steps with a dog. And he went over, and before he went to pet the dog, 
he said to the young boy, does your dog bite? And the young boy said, no, no, he doesn't bite. So the man went to pet the dog, and oh, my goodness, the dog nearly bit the guy's hand off. And the man said, hey, I thought you said your dog didn't bite. He said he doesn't. That's not my dog. <laughs> Looks at that, Jake, with the sound effects now. Yeah, well, he knows. I have him trained. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, um, yeah, Rob, of, um, you of all the people, too, after 9-11 and other situations, like when bad things happen, people will say, where was God? Where was God? But they're the same people who, you know, do want to take God out of schools, you know, no prayer. And and the churches were full, right, Rob, after 9-11? You couldn't buy a flag anywhere. And um, They were. So, I, I slept in one many a nights uh, down at Ground Zero. Pardon? I slept in one of the churches down near Ground Zero many a nights. Did you? Uh, that was, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, this whole world, no matter who you talk to, at least I find it true, a lot of sadness, a lot of sadness, sickness, distress, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God, see right away. But, um, and another thing, like you were saying about that 17-year-old, I didn't catch your whole story, but I know the gist of it. You know, 17 versus an adult being, you know, look, and I don't call it an adult crime. A crime is a crime when you deliberately, you know what you're doing, and you deliberately do something, like you said, you suffer consequences, and um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the rule of thumb now, Rob. Is it that if you're a juvenile, your name doesn't get put in the paper? Is that true anymore or not? It depends on the circumstances, but uh, the, the the fact that this person is now 18, I think, was the rule. But normally, juveniles' names don't get put out there. Now, there's another thing. I always, always disagreed with that because I said if they're old enough to do it. I think their name should be put in the paper. That's my opinion. Yeah, and, and in this uh, case, he made several conscious decisions, not only to shoot her, but to discard the gun, to remove his plates, and to flee. That's uh, right. So, you know, there were, several, there were several acts here that shows he was, uh, you know, knew exactly what he was doing in his age of 17. Shouldn't really matter there. You know, like when people say, oh, they made a bad decision, bad choice. No, it's, just, it's not a decision. It's not a choice. You just do something because you want to do something. It's just out and out right, wrong, period. Yep. All right. I appreciate and, your call, Lorraine. I got to go to a break right now. Okay. I appreciate Here's your it. hat. What's your hurry? <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you, Lorraine. Okay, you have so a good night. Long. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 447, 74 degrees and some rain and clouds in our area. Oh, you just got to share. I, I appreciate all the text messages. They've been off the, the chart from that last call, I appreciate all the the comments back and forth. Making me chuckle. Uh, just think that person could sit on a jury duty one day. Jeez. Uh, another story out of New York again just makes the criminal justice revolving door. And again, I, I don't get the headline. And this one's coming from the New York Post. New York City ex-con with over two hundred arrests and open cases in four boroughs was free to lead cops on a wild stolen car chase. Now, if he's got over 200 arrests and four open cases, is he really an ex-con? 
Or is he just, you know, a criminal? New York City criminal with over 200 arrests and open cases in four boroughs. But this just goes to show you that there's this is the revolving door that's out there. He's got over 200 busts on his rap sheet and open criminal cases in four boroughs, was free to allegedly lead cops on a wild stolen car chase that left two officers injured last week. I guess they forgot to step out of the way. Joshua Padilla, 29, managed to duck jail despite more than a half dozen criminal cases hanging over his head while on parole following a three-year stint in state prison on a grand larceny conviction. He's like Teflon, one law enforcement source said. Arrest, jail, prison, none of it means anything to him. This is what we're up against. But the career criminal, described by a source as a human carnage on wheel, had his luck run out Tuesday, finally getting locked up for following a driving rampage in which he allegedly tried to evade cops by jumping off a 15-foot overpass and stealing an idling van. He eventually crashed into an NYPD police cruiser. A vehicle with stolen plates entering New York City didn't stop for highway patrol. The test, uh, they tracked the individual, the career criminal, with 200 prior arrests, seven warrants after stealing a getaway car that didn't get him very far. At the time of his arrest, Padilla had an open robbery and grand larceny case in Manhattan, Queens, the Bronx, and Brooklyn, according to sources. In all, the troublesome ex-con has 201 prior arrests, not counting sealed cases, dating back to 2006 on charges ranging from forgery, grand larceny, robbery to burglary to reckless endangerment. Padilla was hit with a prison sentence of three years, three to six years in 2017 after pleading guilty to grand larceny in Manhattan case. He was released on parole in 2021. So he only did three of the six years that he received with 201 arrests he steals cars he commits robbery robs people's banks anything assaults one police source said he believes like a modern day out he behaves like a modern modern day outlaw he's a uh, he's the revolving door he operates with impunity in his last scrape at the law Padilla was spotted driving a white 2021 Dodge Charger with stolen plates on the Henry Hudson Parkway around 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday, according to the criminal complaint against him. They tried to pull over the Charger, which was stolen from Staten Island on August 2nd, before he allegedly crashed the car and took off running, leaving behind his 23-year-old gal pal in the car accident. But Padilla again wasn't done, jumping off a 15-foot overpass, uh, stealing another vehicle, a 2014 Dodge Caravan, and uh, ended up crashing into a police car. His arraignment in Manhattan Criminal Court prosecute asked, and again, he's arrested 102 times in his career, has seven outstanding felony warrants in four different boroughs. This is the kicker. At his arraignment in Manhattan Court Tuesday, prosecutors asked that Padilla be held on $35,000 bail, but the judge instead set it at $25,000. Then you ask why we have crime problems in our areas. I mean, there's no deterring this person except for putting him away. I mean, has he not proven that there is nothing but a six-by-nine jail cell that's going to prevent him from committing crime? That he needs to be in one probably for the remainder of his life or till he's too old to not commit the crimes that he commits? 
I mean, how, how much more does he have to do to prove that? Yeah, you know, a lot of people think there's a uh, that three strike felony law rule that's out there, right? And I guess not. Two hundred and one times arrested, seven active warrants in four different boroughs. He, he's just documented by police as a a one person carnage of crime. But yet, when he gets three to six years in prison, let's only give him the three year part of it. And when we ask for thirty five thousand dollars bail, well, let's bring let's bring it down. Let's bring it down because, you know, we have to give him a chance to make his bail so he can go out there and, and defend, get his defense going and be able to defend himself in court. No, he's going to go out and commit more crimes because, you know, this is the one you caught him for. This is what we're dealing with in societies. This is what our judicial revolving door looks like. But yet, where are all the problems? It's 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.57 here at the station. 73 degrees with some rain and clouds in our area. It looks like uh, this hurricane, what's the name of it now? Adalia is uh, Tampa Bay's the lower end of it. Panama City's the upper end of it. So anywhere between those two cities is where it can make landfall. It looks like it cuts across Georgia, hits the coast of South Carolina, North Carolina, and maybe uh, nips a little Virginia beach on the end of it. So we'll see uh, where the track is. It says Tampa Airport is suspending operations at midnight tonight. So if you're traveling to the Tampa area, just be cognizant of those warnings that are going up. They're also uh, you know, taking precautions, sandbagging, and doing everything they need to do. Florida is no uh, slouch when it comes to hurricane preparedness, and this is uh, the first one to hit them this season, so hopefully they take it seriously. It looks like it's supposed to go out to sea around the Hatteras area and not affect us here. I'm sure we'll get some residual winds from the outside circulation of it and such like that. Maybe some rain bands, but it doesn't look like it's coming up to near us at this point. Early, uh, early to say that. So... Uh, I saw this next story. Biden's alcohol czar says U.S. may follow Canada, limit beers to two a week. Uh, First of all, I didn't know we had an alcohol czar in America. And if we do, we need to get rid of that position immediately. And why would we follow anything Canada does? Is beyond me. Now, the current nutritional limits or values or whatever you want to call it, I think it's two beer, two beers, a glass of wine, or whatever, two glasses of wine a day. Um, but they're looking to limit that to two a week. And director of the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, the NIAAA, George Kube, who is Joe Biden's alcohol czar, said that the U.S. may follow Canada's footsteps on the guideline saying that it's uh, if there's health benefits, I think people to start reevaluating where we're at by drinking less during the week. Uh, even though he says that he drinks a drink a day, two drinks per day. Women should only have one drink a day. Again, this unequal nonsense. Women should be able to drink as much as men want to. Simple as that. But Canada guidelines recommends only having two drinks per week. The big story out of this is I didn't know we had an alcohol czar. Here in America, and uh, I want to know what they're paying him at the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, 
And in all cases, you should drink responsibly and within your own limits that you decide. It's 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after these messages.